Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast. And this is the big games in the B1G. All right. Uh, obviously, before we get into anything else, let's do the housekeeping, right? Um, go to the YouTube page, obviously. Sorry about the reaction episode this week. Uh, I can't save this audio for some reason. I don't know what the heck happened. I tried something new and I flunked at it. So, anyways, it'll, I'm going back to the old, the old way next week uh, against Illinois. Should be great. Everything should be good to go. So, also go to the social networking portion, which is Facebook fan page, Michigan Maniac Podcast, and also the Instagram. Uh, easy way to get a hold of me. Also, if you guys want a free sticker, all you have to do is go to uh, any one of the platforms that you listen to the show on, leave a review. So mainly, from what I've noticed, it uh, the ones that get a lot of it are the Apple Podcast, iTunes, uh, Spotify, you can't. You can just share, so please share. Uh Whatever platform it is, I don't care. Just leave a review if you can. Even go to the Michigan Maniac fan page and leave a review there. I don't care what it is. You do that, hit me up on my DM on Instagram or the Michigan Maniac podcast. Leave me your name and your address. I'll check out the I'll check out the uh, review. I don't care if it's four stars, one star, five star, whatever it is. Leave it and you get a free sticker. It's pretty easy. Uh, Jimmy tried it out today. Got himself a sticker going out to him today. Just put it in the mail. Uh, so, with all that being said and done, let's get into this. So, I decided just so I get a little bit more content out there because everybody loves the content. Uh... We're going to do the big games and the B1G, right? Because I'll be honest, I really do believe that uh, the B1G is really, if not the best conference in college football, it is at least the second best. I know ACC, whatever. ACC has one team, and that's Clemson. Outside of that, they really don't have anybody else. They Everybody thought Syracuse was going to be something. They're not. Florida State sucks. I mean, there's really nobody out there that's even impressive in the ACC. So, and then the SEC is super top-heavy, and then there's nothing. So you've got Alabama, uh, LSU, LSU, Georgia. Um, I'll throw Auburn in there this year. Uh, Florida seems to be all right, but we'll find out. So you got these typical schools, and then after that, it's nobody. But the B1G, just to give you an idea, out of the top 25, right? Out of the top 25, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Eight defenses. Eight defenses in the top 25. All right? Uh, just in the top 15, we have six. Even in the top, the top three, we have three. 
That's right, everybody. One, two, and three are all B1G conference team members. That's right. Uh, number one, Wisconsin. Number two, Ohio State. And number three, Iowa. Yeah, that's how bad our offense was last week. We beat them, and they still moved up in defensive efficiency, like total defense. That's how bad we were. Oh, crap. Okay, so let's get into this bad boy, right? So we got a few games on the docket that I find pretty interesting, and I actually, if you should watch every single one of these. This is... This is going to be an exciting week of games. Um, we'll start it off with Penn State at Iowa, right? Penn State at Iowa, totally crazy. Uh, now, we saw Iowa, right? We understand what they are. But we forget that there is a thing called home field advantage. And at Kinnick Stadium, and I'm sure this is going to be a night game. I didn't double check. But Penn State coming in to Iowa, I don't, I don't see this as a win. I don't see how Penn State pulls this one off. Iowa whipped Ohio State a couple years ago, 2016, maybe 2017, uh, like 55-20 or something like that. It was ridiculous. Um, Penn State is, however, uh, riding a five-game winning streak in the series, but I don't see... Penn State's got the number five or what number six defense going up against Iowa's number three. They're both mid-range offenses. I'm not totally sold on on Clifford for uh, Penn State, and obviously, I mean, when you got KJ Hamler and Ricky Slade, that's a, that's good offense, really good offense, and you've got. Matos, I think, and Parson at defensive end and linebacker. They've got a solid defense, obviously. But you throw in um, Iowa with Stanley. Then you've got that Marset, that Smith Marset kid. I, I and then you throw Jackson and Wilf out there. I don't know. I I think it's an evenly matched game. Now I say if this is neutral site, I'd say Penn State wins this probably in a close one. But I really do believe in the power of Kinnick. I mean, Iowa fucked our chances. Well, fucked our chances. I shouldn't blame Iowa for us losing 14-13 or 13-12, whatever that score was. I mean, Davion Smith ran like a bitch. Uh, Wilton Spate had his shoulder hurt. And we just didn't come up when we needed it. You know, I mean, uh, Devin Bush getting kicked out of the game. It, it just wasn't meant to be. So... With that being said, though, um, you got Geno Stone coming off a great game against Michigan. Iowa's hungry as hell to prove that they're not a fluke. You know, they have had back-to-back big games, so they're ready. Penn State really hasn't had a big game all season long. Like I said, Pitt is their biggest game that they've had all year, and they almost lost that. They're on the road. Penn State, I'm not convinced, can pull off this win. And when it's Kinnick at night, I am saying Iowa wins this one uh, by at least 10 points. 27-17, uh, 17-7, however you want to do it. Iowa wins by 10. Power of Kinnick comes through. One hell of an entertaining game, though. This is where Iowa really kind of uh, uh, makes Sean Clifford uh, it really kind of pulls the blanket off and is exposed, right? That's what I think. 
I don't think Sean Clifford's a good quarterback. I'm not I'm not impressed by him. I think he's played subpar talent and he's been blessed with an uh, he's just been average. I'm not a fan. Now, I think Nate Stanley's a better quarterback, so I think Iowa wins by 10. Now, moving on, we've got another another fantastic game, which is Michigan State goes into Wisconsin. Yeah, that's that's a doozy, folks. I mean, you've got the number 15 defense in Michigan State going up against the number one defense in the land in Wisconsin. And as we all know, we saw that thing firsthand. I don't know, man. They're faster and they play good, good responsibility defense. I don't know. I I still have a hard time believing Wisconsin's this good. I'll be honest. I don't fucking believe it. I just, I don't. I think they hit us at the right time. Uh, I don't believe Wisconsin's this good. But however, I've seen Michigan State play, and their offense is 100% garbage. 100% garbage, and their poor defense is already exhausted. Exhausted. Because I'll tell you, that Ohio State-Michigan State game was close in the first quarter. Uh, they even after the offense allowed two fumbles, they they did two fumbles in an interception or something crazy like that, and they still were only down by like three points. I mean, so the defense is good, defense is very good, but uh, Kenny Wilkes isn't as tough as he once was last year. Uh, Bocce is good, but not as dominating. I think it's just because they're exhausted from being out on the field so much because that that offense is pure, utter, stinky crap. Uh, Poop emoji type offense there. Um, And then let's face it, you know, Wisconsin's got the number 25th uh, offense in the land, so they're 25-1. and You've got Michigan State with the 71st. I mean, they're obviously better than ours because we've got the – we're 94th. Oh, we are so poop emojied out with our offense. Oh my god. Uh, anyways, this is close. I see this being close all the way through the third quarter. Because I mean, after all, Northwestern went in and made that a game with Wisconsin. So Michigan State, I know, is better than was better than Northwestern. But it's in Wisconsin. They do have Jonathan Taylor. Michigan State had a shitty-ass time stopping uh, Dobbins. But then again, Dobbins has, uh, you know, um, what's that kid's name? Whatever the quarterback name is from uh, Ohio State. Dickface Jones or, you know, Stinky McGee. Whatever his fucking name. Justin Bridges, that's it. Uh, You know, they got that guy, so who cares? Um, So, yeah, they're going to have a hard – they're going to stop – Jonathan Taylor from running for like 200 yards. He'll get over 100. I mean, he might even get it by the second quarter because this kid seems to dominate all the time. Um, I actually kind of see Wisconsin's winning that, uh, rocking that one game win streak from 2016. Uh, 
Cones doing well. The defensive backfield doesn't can take the day off against Lewerke. They only have one wide receiver. I know Cody Davis, I think his name is, is supposed to be something number seven, but he isn't. Number 25 is the only one. Um, what's his name? Stewart is the only one on Michigan State that even gets open, and he got open consistently against Ohio State. Uh, I, I've got my thoughts on now Michigan-Ohio State, but I'll, I'll save that for later. Uh, not even on this podcast, but it's favorable. Um, yeah, I, I, I see Michigan State shitting away opportunities on offense, and I see Wisconsin winning a 24-20, win. Uh, yeah, if things go wrong and Cone makes one or two bad reads, yeah, Michigan State can pull off the victory. Absolutely could. I don't see it, though. I still go with Wisconsin pulling off about a seven-point win. So, you know, like I said, seven to ten points. Okay, seven to ten points. God, I could never be a Vegas odds maker. I couldn't do it. Because I could literally see Wisconsin winning a one-point game all the way up to a 14-point game here. I can. You can make. And then I could also see Michigan State winning like a three-point game. I can see it. But, you know, let's go with Wisconsin for the win only because they're at home. And I really do believe that Michigan State defense is exhausted. 100% exhausted from having to always be out on the field for 70% of every game they're out there. Because their offense is a doo-doo. Um, awful. So, that will go with Wisconsin on that bad boy. Um Wow, I guess I only have a third one that I picked this week. Yeah, I guess so. Because you go Michigan, Michigan, Illinois, because that's, you know, everybody's going to be watching that game. Uh, So let's go with Minnesota and Nebraska. Now, I picked this game solely because this is really a defining moment for Minnesota, not so much Nebraska. Nebraska's garbage. We've seen it. We all know it. They started off to a 3-1 and record. It was a phony, fake 3-1 and record. It weren't impressive in any one of their wins. They had a comeback win against Illinois. And the last time you checked the power rankings of the Big Ten, the B1G, the 14 teams that we got in this league, they're right above Rutgers. That's right, Rutgers. They're the 13th best power-ranked team in the Big Ten. Okay, the B1G. So so Nebraska coming back and doing that shit, who cares? And then they proved it. At home against Ohio State, they looked like complete doo-doo. So this, but this is for, Nebraska, for Minnesota, right? Minnesota's undefeated. Going in, they've got the third, which surprised me when I looked this up. Minnesota's offense is the 36th ranked offense, total offense in yards, in the nation, folks, with the 16th top defense. Now, granted, they played nobody, uh, Z and Roe, nobody. There has not been one good team Minnesota has played all stinking season long. So that could be why these numbers are somewhat inflated, if you ask me. Absolutely 100% inflated. But they look good against Illinois. Um, I'm sure they'd probably look great against Rutgers. Uh, 
So this is really a statement game to say, listen, we are kind of for real because right now, Nebraska, as sad as this is to say, Nebraska is the best team Minnesota's faced. And it's in Minnesota, right? Um, I think Nebraska's got the one-game winning streak. I don't really put anything into that. Oh, and another huge uh, boner of a game here or part of this game is the injury report. It looks like Adrian Martinez is listed as questionable because of his knee, I believe. Questionable knee. Martinez, the only quarter, or I mean, the only skilled player they got that's worth a damn, right? If Martinez doesn't play and they have some Vidral, Vidral or whatever starts, uh, Minnesota's going to win by 30. Because I have zero faith that this Vidral guy can throw anything. No one knows who the hell he is. I'm pretty sure I'm not even pronouncing his name right. Um, Yeah, if Martinez is out, it's a wrap. Minnesota's going to win this game and win it easy. Walking away easy. Um, I'm not even worried about it. I'm going to call it Minnesota by at least two touchdowns. At least two. They may... If, like I said, if Martinez is out, you're looking at a probably a 40-17 to 17 win by Minnesota. Martinez is playing and healthy. Okay, 35-17, 35-21 maybe. But Minnesota's winning this thing easy. It's not even going to be a problem. Uh, yeah, just don't, I don't see it. There is nothing that I look at these numbers that make me think that Minnesota, that Notre Dame could even pull out an upset. Now, granted, anything can happen, but still, I don't believe it. So the overall, I'm going to go with Iowa over Penn State, Wisconsin over uh, Michigan State, and Minnesota over Nebraska. All home teams pulling off the victory for this week in the B1G. Obviously, I'm going with Michigan to do a 37-7. Um, now, somebody asked me on the Michigan fan page, I if I believe, do I really believe that Illinois is only going that they're going to actually score seven points? Um, yeah, they're going to at least score seven. I know we've gone nine quarters or something like that without a team scoring a touchdown against us, and I don't see them starting off and scoring anything. I can see a garbage time touchdown. I can totally see that, right? I can totally see that happening. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it could be three points or it could be a complete and utter shutout. I mean, more than likely it's going to be a shutout, but it's Michigan on the road and they have been getting praised because of how good their defense is. And as we all know, when this young team reads its own press clippings, they go out and they take a big fat shit on the ground, on the road. Press clippings does not bode well. That's why I say seven points. I, like I said, the mental makeup of this team is still in question for me. But... I, 37-7. I really do see it. I see that happening. I see that. Hell, it could be 56-7 for all I know. <laughs> I doubt it. I was just looking at some of the highlights of Shea Patterson from the Penn State game last year. If that Shea Patterson somehow, someway comes back 
we can still win 10 games. <laughs> We're not winning anything of monumental importance because Shea Patterson is the living embodiment of the doo-doo emoji. But we'll, we'll beat Penn State, I think, at Penn State if he plays like he did last year. You know what I mean? Because our defense is just phenomenal, guys. I I am so wanting to fucking get on my coffee table and scream in the middle of the ghetto to where all the hookers can hear me that Michigan is going to dominate, right? I can't wait for this. I'm feeling it in my bones, man. I'm feeling it. You know, I'm really feeling it. But... The mental makeup of this team drives me absolutely bonkers. All right, so I didn't want this to get into another Michigan Maniac podcast when I'm just trying to focus on the B1G. Um, But yeah, man, uh, it is great. And I really am. I know I get frustrated with this team, but I love them. I love them so much. Like, literally... I love them more than some family members. And that's going to be an old saying and it's going to be annoying, but it's true. It is really, really true. I love this team and I care more about this team than I do some family members. So it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.